bricks tied to your feet under the water. Bricks tied to your legs holding you under the water. That's what fear is. That's what I want you to look at for the next few minutes. I want you to look at fear in that way and see if you can find a fear that you can overcome in the next seven days. Fear is the bricks on the feet of our consciousness. Fear is what kills most of our dreams. Fear is the seductive thoughts, worries, anxieties that want to keep us the same, keep us in our familiar zone. I want to build on the podcast of yesterday and the day before and the day before. I also want each and every podcast to be a topic and a theme in and of itself. So bringing that back to children and having three in the space of five years and having a son born uh, with a big sister and a big brother, it, it, it's very different. If you've, if you've got kids, you know how many photographs you take at the first, you know how many bibs and onesies you buy for, for number one. Number two, it's not like you forget about them or don't love them as much. It's just like you don't have as much time on your hands. You don't take as much photographs most of the time. You don't buy as much stuff most of the time. Then number three comes along and it's the same. You look, I often say, and I'll give you this little side note, I have no favourites. You're my firstborn. You're my only daughter. And you're my youngest. There's always a thing that we can find to give them their own uniqueness, you know. But when it comes to fear, and um, my, my, my youngest son... Just to give you context, we had no gate on the stairs for him. So, I, I, because I had them in, in quick succession, I was able to see that we do mollycoddle them a lot. We do want to wrap them in cotton wool and all, but they're, the most, they're so resilient. They're so capable. And it's, I know it's difficult as a mom or a dad to trust them climbing and shit and doing what looks like dangerous shit. But that's your job as a parent. Within reason, I'm not saying let them be in danger. But the vast majority of the time, what they would freak their mother and father or grandparents out doing, they have under full control. <laughs> they have under full control. In fact, most of the time, what we're saying to them is actually not helping them because we're making them look at things that they're not thinking about. Mind, 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 mind. Look, again, you're doing a great job. You're doing your best. I'm not judging you. I'm just giving you some context that I'm bringing it back to parenting um, and then on baby number three there's no, no thing on the stairs because I'm overcoming fears I'm personally developing I'm doing all this stuff don't think I'm better than anybody just bringing back in the, the example because I did say yesterday that I was going to talk more to my third son and, or my third, my third child and elaborate on the parenting but after sitting in silence for a good few minutes what feels most relevant to talk about today or what wants to be spoken about today is fear False evidence appearing real. The mental chatter that's convincing us not to take an action. The false evidence 
appearing real. It's what spoils us into anxiety. It's what spoils us into debilitation or being frozen or not acting on something that we know we need to act upon. So that's my wish for you today. That over the next few days or by the end of this podcast, you know an action that you can take and then you take it to overcome a fear, to feel the fear and to do it anyway. To expand your consciousness, to begin to swim back to the top, to the surface, because a lot of our fears are subtle, unconscious. We don't know that they're until we're about to make a change. We don't know that they're there until someone asks us to speak at the top of a room. We don't know that they're there until certain things in life happen. But by angering our breath like we talked about in day one and owning the moment like we talked about in day one, the Be Here Now episode. That's all helpful because it's all regulating the nervous system and it's all bringing you into this moment so that you're becoming more aware when the nervous system gets triggered and what triggers it. So you're naturally ironing out decreases of the fear in your body and being. There's two other acronyms for fear that I like. One of them is fuck everything and run. And one of them is face everything and rise. And then we can get to, again, it's about that inner work and the subtleties of, is this actually a fear that's worth listening to? Is this my gut, my instinct telling me like, may they don't go there? Or is this a seductive thought? Is this false evidence appearing real that's making me fuck everything and run? Oh, I've been there. Oh, I'm great at running. I'm great at not caring. I'm great at switching off. I'm great at being cold. I don't want to be that so I'm addressing it, but I've got those traits. Fuck everything and run. Yeah, but now I'm more on the side of face everything and rise. And seeing that false evidence attempting to appear real, and facing it, facing worst case scenarios. Okay, that's what's gonna go down. Okay, let me face it. Let me face everything and rise, yeah? I'm just using that as an acronym, but if you have a fear coming up and you face it, what power does it have over you? Let it have its way with you, let it swallow you up. Instead of trying to distract yourself from it. Instead of trying to eat your way over, smoke your way over, drink your way over, sniff your way over, shop your way over, gym your way over. Face everything and rise. False evidence appearing real can spiral into anxiety. What is anxiety? Would it be safe to say that anxiety is Thoughts that we created, a fear that stemmed from somewhere that we created, that got us all walked up into a state of anxiety, that then we, were, we forgot that we were the creator of that thought. Would it be safe to say that we create our anxiety by overthinking anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts, listening to that false evidence? That is absolutely real when we follow what we get into high up uh, short and sharp breaths. That's 
so we do them deep ones regularly that's why we're anchoring those i hope you're anchoring them if you haven't listened to be here now podcast i encourage you to go back and listen to it these are all great foundations of fundamentals to just have in place so that over time you become more solid as a parent you become more solid as a partner you become better at negotiating a pay rise you become better at introducing yourself in a room full of people or going up to that stage and speaking a lot of these fears are installed again in childhood maybe the fear of public speaking comes from the fact that the teacher asked you a question when you were 9 10 15 in school you got the answer wrong and the whole class laughed at you there's so many little fears that are installed from different reasons and different and di- from different things happening that's not really about why how or who it's about are we going to keep allowing these fear to st- fears to stop us and keep us pulled down under the water are we going to rise above them are we going to rise and get ourselves back to being able to, as the, as the old saying goes, get your head above water? Because in my experience, that's the metaphor that I would use when it comes to expanding your consciousness. And what I mean by that is raising your frequency, hiring your vibration up into an enthusiastic place, a joyful place, a place of willingness and optimism. That can't happen if fear is having its way with you. That can't happen if you're afraid of everything. That can't happen if you're a warrior. If you are a warrior, you can, you know, warrior into warrior. That can happen by addressing this on a day-to-day level, on a a day-to-day basis. One choice at a time. One fear at a time. One action at a time. One deep breath at a time. One sigh at a time. The only moment we ever have is now. So when we do enough of the fundamentals and the grounding work on a day-to-day basis, then we're getting better at noticing when the nervous system goes off. And the way I'll describe the nervous system again is like a duck kicking its feet under the water. Calm up top, you're good. From the outside looking in, you look ace. But there's a nervous system response kicking off. Something has triggered you. Something has triggered anxiety. Something has triggered fear. Something has triggered your worry, your overwhelm. Your pattern interrupting it with your breath. You're grounding with your breath. You're becoming less and less reactive in life, in the world. And more response-able. Responsibility. You're developing the response-ability just because. Just because what? Well, what's the difference of going around and reacting to the world as opposed to being able to respond to the world? Something happens. It could be something as simple as a car pulling out in front of you. Are you reacting to that? Or is there space around your choice to respond? Response ability. It's an ability that we can begin to train. It's one of the ones that I worked with at the start. I went from throwing hand gestures out the window when someone pulled in in front of me to pause, smile. That person could be in a hurry. Let me put on a podcast in this traffic. <laughs> you know? So I'm taking back that space that fear was taking up. And then every now and then I'm pushing the envelope a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting that edge. I'm expanding my comfort zone. And I'm, and I'm running into that false evidence, trying to appear real again. And then I have the option, do I fuck everything and run? Or do I face everything and rise? Who do I want to be? Who do I want my children to see me be? 
don't get me don't get it twisted i fuck up all the time i don't speak up all the time i'm learning stuff like speaking up when the children are watching me and asking questions and this is something that because i'm aware of it i just want to to be that guy i want to be that man i want to speak up i'm learning that i didn't grow up speaking my needs very clearly i, I always admired people who kicked back and said no and that's something that I'm getting better at all the time. So fear does have its way with me sometimes. Sometimes, less and less. Because it's a feeling, I'm smiling when I'm saying it, it's a, it's a feeling and I've let so many fears swallow me up. I've let so many fears, you know, be at the forefront of my mind, let them play out the worst case scenarios and I've almost always got to a, a positive outcome in my mind. I've almost always said, ah, oh, you're looking at that the wrong way. There's a blessing in that. Ah, oh, you are looking at that the wrong way. There's a nugget of gold in that. I can't think of an example right now, but that's a good sign. As they come to me, I'll share them with you. But like, if you have a fear that's presenting itself right now in your, in your mind space, and if it's the right time now, allow it to do it now. But if it's not, do it, do it this evening or the next time it presents itself. And you can journal on it. You can voice note on it. You can do a video that you don't need to share with anybody on it. You can, you can begin to riff out the fear. Because it is just an insecure part of yourself. It is just an egoic part of yourself. It is just a younger part of yourself that needs attention in a way, I guess. It's trying to protect you. It, it, it's, you'll probably track the, 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 the coping mechanism or the protection mechanism back to a nine years young version of yourself or 12, 13 that something was installed or instilled in order to protect you from being hurt or laughed at or embarrassed. But now that you're 30, 35, 40, now that you're bigger, you get to look at it and say, I got you, buddy, that, that younger part of you, that part of you that's good, I got you, bro. I got you, sis, it's all good, we got this. And then your younger self begins to trust more of your higher self and you get to live more of your heart-centered way, more true to who you actually are, less fear, more fate. It requires just as, much, just as much energy to be afraid of something, probably more than it does to have faith in the process. So whether you're going for a job, whether you're going for a date, whether you're going to ask that person out, are you allowing false evidence to appear real and berate yourself and use words in a negative light and develop and amplify fear? Or are you on the optimistic side of it where you're amplifying faith, everything is always working out for me? God is good to me, God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. God is good to me, God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. I have the kids singing that. God is good to me, God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. God is good to me, God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. I have the kids singing that. Try it with your own kids, and try it with yourself. And just say it till you feel it. God is good to me. God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. That expand, that literally expands my heart now. I truly believe that. And that, well, I've got to that belief and I've got to that mantra shoot literally through car crashes. God is good to me. God is guiding me, and everything is always working out for me. So if, if you can believe that, then even in amongst the craziest of fears, or the craziest of perceived catastrophes, because I say per perceived catastrophes, because in the moment you might perceive it as a catastrophe, but then after the fact, a month or three or four later, you're going, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. So 
even if it looks like it's a mess. God is good to me. God is guiding me. And everything is always working out for me. Because I do believe that. I do believe that. And I'm encouraging you to believe that. And I'm encouraging you to take that mantra. And I'm encouraging you then to amplify your faith. Your faith in your path. The evidence that you have to show you that your path is always guiding you. Look in the rear view mirror. Look in hindsight. Go backwards in your mind's eye and see how different things were shaping you and making you. And if you're in chaos right now, visualize a hurricane. Visualize a storm. And remember that the center or the eye of the storm is always calm. So cows and tables and cars and wheels and dustbins and pieces of houses and garden sheds can be swinging around you. But you're anchored in this moment, controlling the controllables, which is you and this moment. If you're anxious now, you're going to address it and do what you've got to do to, to move the energy, dance, scream, shout, punch your pillow, relax, meditate, cold shower, hot shower, gym, walk, nature, fast, eat, watch a movie, watch a comedy. You do what you've got to do to get your state right. Mind your state and not the state. Not what the state's doing. Don't mind the state. Don't mind the government. We're getting there, right? Mind your own state, not their state. So owning the moment, minding your state, amplifying your awareness in this now moment and acting accordingly. It's always darkest before the dawn. I feel that there was a point there that I wanted to make before I went on the mind your state tangent. But minding your state is your is your priority. And how you do that is be, become aware of where you are right now, what you're vibrating at right now. And then you begin to cut the ropes of the feet of your consciousness that's holding you down under that water. And begin to rise up. One choice. One question. One action. One day. 1% at a time. And if I listen back, I feel like there's something to build on because it's completely left my brain. Um, I'll build on that tomorrow, but that definitely feels like a natural conclusion. And some insights can be had with that. And if, and if you did, and you want to share them in the question box below, um, it's welcome. Fuck everything and run, or face everything and rise. Build new evidence. See how everything has always been working out for you in the past. Find that thread and amplify your faith. God is good to me. God is guiding me. And everything is always working out for me. And borrow that mantra if you want. Borrow that phrase if you want. And sing it like that if you want. Or put your own twist on it or say your own. But face your fears. Face your fears. For yourself, for your partner, for your children, for your community, your neighborhood, your colleagues, your colleagues. 
And let's go deep. Let's make waves. And a rising tide lifts all ships. Peace.